0: My name is Chris Lindbergh, I'm the worship pastor here at Community Covenant and um, this morning we're gonna be continuing our Advent series um, called Love Came Down and we're gonna be unwrapping Christmas love. In Advent, traditionally is something when we celebrate where we're looking back. We're looking back into history, we're looking back at the manger scene, we're celebrating the coming of our Savior, the coming of our Messiah. For the people of that day it ushered in this, this new era of a relationship with God and that the Messiah had arrived and now God had created a way to be reunited with his creation, to walk alongside his creation. But Advent as well is a time where we look forward. So just as the people of that day had this great anticipation for the coming of their Messiah, we too in, in, in the, the time that we live We are awaiting the return of our King Jesus. We studied the Beatitudes for the past couple of months, and what we learned was that through the death and the resurrection of Jesus, God's kingdom was established here on earth, but that it's gonna be completed when Jesus returns. We'll be able to experience fullness of fellowship with our God. Bible says that this will be a time where there's no more pain, there's no more suffering, there's no more sadness. So Advent is a time where we look back, but it's also a time where we look ahead. In Advent, when we unwrap Christmas love, we're gonna see that not only, when we celebrate Advent, not only are we looking at what God's love did, but we look at what God's love is doing. And that same love carries out through his return and into eternity. So this morning, we're gonna unwrap Christmas love. When I think of unwrapping, I think of a gift. And when I think of gifts, I think of my grandfather. My mother's father was the master of unexpected gifts. So he used to find ways to give gifts, and most of the time it was money, but he used to find a way to give that in a way way that we would least expect it. My siblings, my cousins, we all knew when we got a gift from Grampy, there was gonna be more to it. And I remember this one time where he gave me a gift, and it was a pack of chewing gum. Not like the packs that they sell now with the plastic and all of that. This was one of those old style packs with like the, uh, you know, the ribbon that you had to tear around the top and then you break open the top and you have like 25 sleeves of, of gum sitting there covered in foil, folded at the ends. So I got this pack of gum. And what I saw was that he had taken the time to keep the ribbon intact and he broke open the, the, the end of the package. He pulled out every piece of gum one by one, replaced it with $1 bills all folded up, foil wrapped, crimped the ends back in the sleeves, glued the end back together, so that by the time, when I got this gift, it looked like a piece of gum. It looked like a pack of gum. i break the thing open, open it up, sure enough, $1 bills. We all knew to expect that. All my siblings, cousins, we all knew to expect that. I remember always being surprised even though I knew what was coming. So as we've been unwrapping Christmas through this series, we've been unwrapping Christmas peace, joy, hope, and now love, God has been showing us how these things may be more than what we first see or think. Christmas peace, we learned that first week, Pr- Christmas peace is more than just keeping peace, but this, uh, it's this idea of being a peacemaker. So more than just keeping the status quo, the pursuit is to see relationships flourish Not just the absence of conflict, but a flourishing of relationships. That's making peace. And Christmas joy is more than just happiness. It's more than just happenstance or us responding to good days. Joy is a deep-seated delight in God. And last week, Pastor Frank taught on Christmas hope, this idea of hope being more than just crossing our fingers and wishing or dreaming of something but our hope is in who God is our hope is in his promises and our hope is that he is going to follow through with each one of those promises there's a confidence there and today as we look at Christmas love we're going to see that Christmas love is more than just a reactive feeling and Christmas love when we talk about Christmas love we're really talking about God's love so if there's one takeaway from this morning it's this God's love is more than a reactive feeling, but it's a commitment that is focused on the well being of others. God's love is more than a reactive feeling, but it's a commitment that is focused on the well being of others. So we're going to unpack this piece by piece. And it starts with God's love is not reactive. God doesn't love us because something we did because of something he owes us. God's love is a choice. God chooses to love. It's not in response to anything about us. It's God stepping into a space, it's God initiating. That's how God loves, It starts there, God initiates. John 3, 16, probably the most popular verse in the Bible, says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. It starts there. For God so loved. Doesn't start with me, doesn't start with the world. It Starts with God's love. So God's love is not reactive. And if anything, God chooses to enter a space in love and that space he chooses to enter is opposed to who he is. Paul writes in Romans 5.8, God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, so while we were still at odds with everything that God is about, Christ died for us. So not only is God's love initiated, it's not reactive, it's a choice, he steps into that space, but he's also stepping into a space that's at odds with who he is. Maybe this time of year, more than any other, with family or business get-togethers, or maybe as you're out and about shopping, we can feel at odds with the people around us. Maybe they're not quite our enemies, but sometimes they can feel pretty close to it. God's God's word says that love needs to exist in that relationship. And we're commanded to take the first step into entering that space. Jesus said, love your neighbor. The second greatest commandment, love your neighbor. So we're commanded to enter into that space. So God's love is not reactive. It initiates. Can you think of someone that you could choose to love despite feeling at odds with them in this moment? So God's love is not reactive. It enters into a space and when it does, what does it do when it gets there? So God's love isn't reactive, he's taking the choice to enter into a space and when he gets there, he commits. So when God chooses to love, he says that's it, there's no backing out, I'm committed. It's a committed love. When God says that he loves us, he means that there's no other option. This is because God's all about love. We can't love perfectly like God loves but we can absolutely learn from that and grow from that. Because I believe God, when he, when he loves us like that, for God, it's not even a choice because it's his character. It's who he is. How much more should we pursue that same character to just be all about love? Paul writes in Romans 8, 38 to 39. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul's writing about right there is commitment. And he uses these extremes, death and life, angels, rulers, present things, nor things to come, and I love how that The the last little phrase he throws in there kind of, just in case I missed anything, nor anything else in all creation, nor anything else in all creation, is gonna separate us from the love of God. What Paul's reminding the Romans about is God's commitment. When he enters into that space, there's no backing out. He's there, it's committed. It's not fleeting, it's not fading. It's committed. I read this verse. And I begin to think that even if God wanted to be unloving, there's no possible way that he could. It's just not who he is. First, it's not reactive, but secondly, it's committed. How many people can you think of that you bump into day after day that prove to be unlovable? I know for me, In my marriage, I'm always that guy that shows up, proving to be unlovable. But my wife, in a commitment, in a committed love, chooses to enter into that space and to not back out and to not move, despite the confusion, sadness, hurt, whatever it is that I bring that proves me to be unlovable. Can you think of someone that you can bump into that proves to be unlovable? Can you choose to step into that space and can you choose to commit to love them? Maybe maybe this time of year, the busyness this time of year, some relationships kind of get highlighted. Maybe you can think of a name right now. I'd encourage you to write that name down. Maybe make that a driving point this Christmas season. That name that you're thinking of. It's maybe proved to you time and time again to be unlovable. Because God knows we were unlovable when He chose to step into that same space. The Word says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For God so loved us that He was willing to step into that space. God's love is not reactive. When he chooses to love, he commits. There's no backing out. Why? For the well being of others. God's love initiates, it commits, but why? For others. For others' sake. God doesn't need to love us to fill some sort of void in his character and who he is. It's definitely not a requirement of him. But there's mercy. God's love is extended outward. It's not self-seeking. He chooses to commit to loving us for our sake, not his sake, for our sake. God's love through Jesus placed mankind before itself and moved towards us in grace and mercy. Ephesians 2, verses four through five. It says, but God, being rich in mercy because of a great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive. Even when we were dead, he made us alive for our sake. Together with Christ, by grace, you have been saved. Simple. God saves us. God's love saves us. God's love is for us. And that's what we celebrate when we celebrate Christmas. That's why we worship around Christmas. Emmanuel, God is with us because God in his mercy and God in his compassion and God in his great love for us, saves us and he continues to save us. He continues to move in us through the power of his Holy Spirit. He brings us closer and closer to the love that he has living more like Jesus until the day comes when when everything's going to be restored. When Christ comes again, all things will be made new for our sake and for his glory. So God's love is not reactive. God's love is committed and God's love is focused on others. Can we learn from that example this morning? And we we just admit that that's completely different than the love that the world tries to push on us or maybe sell us? Maybe that person that you wrote down their name, if you wrote their name down earlier, or you're thinking of them in your mind, can you think of one way that you can be focused on their needs rather than your own? Can you think of a practical way to serve that person without looking for anything in return? And do you know that that love will show them Jesus? Because it will. When we love people with God's love, with what God teaches us love to look like, we show them Jesus, we show them God. And it's in that moment where God works. That's our testimony, that's our lives, that's the way we love one another. The Bible says that that, that they will know that we are his disciples by the way that we love one another. And God works with that. God moves through that. All the more reason for us to love the way that God loves. God's love is more than a reactive feeling, but it is a commitment that is focused on the well-being of others. So in closing, I, I just wanted to bring up 1 John four nineteen. Simple verse, and it reads this We love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. This verse isn't saying that we have to love. This verse isn't saying this is something that we're forced to do, or it's a requirement that we do, or it's just kind of a task that we have to check off. It's, it's, this verse isn't saying that this is something that we have to do while we're kicking rocks the whole time, because we'd really rather not. This verse is telling us that we get to love. We get to love because God first loved us. In other words, maybe that idea of love that we have is only, maybe it's kind of unwrapped and we see that it looks like something much different than what we thought, much like that pack of gum. Maybe when we unwrap God's love, we start to realize that it's, it's not the idea that we had what love is. But because he first loved us, now we can love. Now we have a solid idea of what God's love looks like. Now we have something we can work with, something that we can move with. That's what this verse is saying. God's revealed his love to us so that we can love and we can love well because it's a good, good love. It's a healing love. It's a good love. So let's love well. Let's love one another well. And If you're listening to this right now and you're thinking that this is a tall order, this is impossible, then I want to share with you that it's not. It's not. Because God first loved us. It's not impossible because we've been graciously given the most amazing gift in all of history. And his name is Jesus. And we can give this love only because he first loved us. He loved us so much that he died for us so that if we believe in him, we can live alongside our creator, filled by the Holy Spirit. And we can love well. We can learn and we can serve and we can grow in this love, not only for this life, but God's love moves on in through eternity. A taste of that love here on earth, taste of God's kingdom here on earth is, is gonna be moved through eternity. How much more should we love one another well this time of year, sort of unwrap what we think of as love. Pursue one another in a godly love so that we can bring him glory and we can be a witness to others. Amen?